Hi, this is Gracie with selfcarewithgracie.com. And I want to give us a pep talk today on staying out of self-destructive relationships, or maybe we could call it disentangling yourself from self-destructive relationships. Um, I, I like the idea of, of just avoiding them in general. It makes me think of one of the yoga sutras, one of the, the, the ancient texts of yoga says that pain that can be avoided should be avoided. And I, I think that if we can keep to that as a rule, um, we'll benefit. But sometimes um, it's easier said than done. And, and I found that some relationships can be really, really hard to get ourselves out of once we start to go into them. So first of all, like what is a self-destructive relationship? And I, I can say that for you, I don't know. Um, but for me, I, I do know. And, and a self-destructive relationship is any relationship where I don't feel good about myself when I'm in it. Or if I, if I do feel good about myself, it's more like an egoic high. And then when the high wears off, it goes into this like low place that, that doesn't feel good, where I feel actually lonely when I'm around the person. It's any relationship where I don't feel like I can be myself, like I feel nervous. Um, it's any relationship where I don't feel like I can grow as a person and, um, it's any relationship that I feel like I'm addicted to the healthy relationships that I've had. I've, it's, it's just a different feeling. It's more of a place of where there's collaboration and connection and definitely challenges. I don't think that we can ever get away from those in relationships, but there's been like a, a softer, more joyful container that holds all of those moments. And I would say with the self-destructive relationship, it, um, it, it feels like there is no container that it just, the bottom falls out and, and it brings up all of the really icky feelings of, of being out of control or just not liking ourselves or anger towards the other person that, that feels maybe disproportionate. Of course, I think that the reason we choose these relationships for ourselves is because of unresolved issues from our past. They could be past relationships that we're, we're trying to work through some of the same issues with new people. They could be issues with our family of origin. Usually it's like, you know, if you've had issues with your mom or your dad, sometimes that can play out in your relationships. If you believe in karma, I, I even believe that sometimes this stuff is just like past life. Like, I don't even know why it's in my experience, but I do know once it's in there that there's something that feels uh, familiar about it, whatever the, the drama is, whatever the pain is that starts to come up within it. So if you, if you do find yourself in a self-destructive relationship, um, first of all, welcome to the club. You're not alone. I've been in a few of them and uh, they're not fun but they're really rich and fertile places to, um, to really look at who we are, look at what we want out of life and to notice what these patterns are. And sometimes the only way that we can really see something is to go through some uncomfortable moments or even some deeply painful moments. And there is nothing like a relationship to really bring this stuff up within us. So I, if you're in it, it's okay that you're in it. And maybe if it's even really helpful for you and your overall growth trajectory in your life to be in the relationship. But just because you're in it now, it doesn't mean that you can't choose to not be in it. 
that can be a really powerful moment when you decide that the relationship is actually self-destructive when you can put that label on it. And I would say that's number two is that you, you recognize you're in it and then you call it out for what it is that you are um, dating someone uh, that, that is not bringing out the best in you in your life and that maybe you're even addicted to the relationship. They talk a lot in 12-step programs about the first step really being like saying that you have no power over it in some ways that like you're there's there's the draw that's there and there's a relationship that I was in last year that it was um it was like I just had to keep going back to it <laughs> and I would get upset and I got to the point you know where you like don't even want to tell your friends that you want to go back to it and and so that was my first thing of just being like okay I'm like there is a draw to this person even though this person does not make me happy and I know that there's a draw here that is, is deep enough that I have to keep going back. And, um, and so being able just to label it so that it's not, it's not that I'm like a weak person or it's not that I even like have fantasies that, that things could be different. It's just that there, there's a very, very strong draw there that, um, is, is something more than just the sum of its parts. The, the third step of it is, is to be able to really tell some people about it in your life that, um, that love you, that aren't just going to be like, break up with him or her. Um, but who can, who can sit there and listen to all of the complicated issues that go on in a relationship, um, and who can help to reflect back to you and just be a compassionate friend as you talk through what it is about the person that so draws you to them and um, what it is you're going through and that can help to maybe let you dig a little bit deeper on this. Um, another good way to do this is to actually like pay for help, like go to a therapist or a counselor or a, like a, a priest and, and tell them about what's going on and, um, and say that you don't feel like you have good control over this and that you're, you're just looking for some help of understanding why you're going back in. I would say this, the, the fourth step after that is to practice more compassion for yourself, especially if you like break up with that person and you're like so good and set and you feel like you're turning over the next leaf in your life. And then, um, all of a sudden you go back to them again, that, that can happen. And, and I think there's a couple reasons why this happens. And I found this for myself is that one, these people tend to come into my life during really vulnerable moments. Um, they're like the people I meet after a breakup, um, when my dad was sick, there were like some moments in there where I was feeling really vulnerable and it was really, you know, easy to want to let somebody like this back into my life because I, I was feeling kind of lost in this person, the allure or the kind of the hope or the promise of that person was so great that I was able to let them back in. Um, luckily for, in my situation, every time I would let this person back in, it would be so clear to me. It wasn't right that I would just break up with them right away. So it would be kind of like a head slapping, like duh moment. But, um, so that's part of it. And, um, and then another part of it is that, uh, sometimes we just, we need to go back in because the lesson is not learned yet. I like to think of this is like a, a blister or like a, excuse me, like a splinter, like it's in there and you like pull out the top part of it and you can kind of go on that way, but you know, whatever is at the root of the issue is not completely resolved yet. And so if you do go back again to that person 
Um, I would say a way to frame it so it could be more empowering for you is to like, okay, I'm going to get back together with this person. I know it's probably not going to work out and, and I'm not doing it for them. I'm not doing it out of this false sense of hope anymore. I'm doing it because I need to get the splinter out from the, the deepest part and need to like dig in there. And in, in that way, I, I think you can really start to transform the relationship because it's it's no longer just about that person or trying to you're not living in um, in lies anymore. Um, in Sanskrit, there's a word. It's um, it's called avidya. What it means is ignorance, and it said uh, that the reason that we suffer is out of ignorance, because we're we're not telling the truth to ourselves. We're not looking at situations with a truthful lens, and so out of out of that ignorance, we suffer. But if we can reframe it that that we know why we're doing it, and maybe even if no one else around us understands it, that um, that there's an intelligence there and that we can be compassionate with ourselves and we can surround ourselves with a few people that, that really understand what's going on. And, um, then sometimes you just got to do it. Um, of course, if this person is like a physically abusive or verbally abusive or anything, that's really going to hurt you. I would, I would say like, don't, you know, like really find somebody to hold you accountable, like get yourself into therapy but if it's just sort of like a weird relationship that you need to figure it out, maybe go back again. And, and just beating yourself up over anything doesn't really help you solve the problem. But um, getting really interested and curious about your own process can be helpful. And, and I, I think what happens is, is when we start to talk about this um, in a non-judgmental way, we feel we can find out that a lot of people actually go through this that we all have those people in our lives that, that we don't understand why we're so drawn to them. But, um, but there's something in them that really, that shakes us up. And I don't like the feeling of being shaken up too much, especially when, when my ego is, is the thing that's being shaken up. Um, but I do think that those moments, it, it, it creates the kind of cracks that are necessary for the ego to break down enough for my my true self and, and real self-knowledge to shine through. And it, it happened to me one time, it was years ago. I was, um, it was like the perfect setup. I was traveling on a documentary in the Amazon and I was traveling with somebody who like totally activated all of my stuff, all of my like low self-worth feelings and like my insecurities and my nervousness and my anger. And we were basically like sleeping in hammocks next to each other for a month. Um, and I, I kind of hung with it for a while. And then, you know, of course, that's like the, the craziest situation ever. But I, I it was really hard the past, last couple of weeks. Like my ego was suffering. I did, I, would, I did not feel good. But I stuck with it, you know. I talked to friends. I shared. I journaled a ton about it. I, I sought out people to help me heal. And in the end... I got to a point and I remember this, it was such a beautiful moment where I just, I saw the person and I saw where I was and I just, I did, I knew that we were done. It was very clear to me that we were done. And I, I really have never looked back at that person since then. And then I think about that idea of getting the splinter out. Like I got it out in that moment. Um, not because I made him change it all cause he didn't. Um, but because I, I st stuck with myself and without the self-judgment, without the feeling like I had to keep it a secret, I just, I went into my pain and I went into my process. And, and actually what happened on the other side of that was so interesting was that I, I just, the way that I started to be in relationship was so different. And I, um, 
I met people. I started dating more. I wasn't as attached. I had fun. And then I ended up being in a, a long relationship after that. Cause I think, I think whatever the work I did in that more self-destructive relationship, it really prepared me for how to, to be in a real relationship and one that, that made me feel good about myself. So I, I hope that, uh, first of all, that the honesty is helpful. I think maybe more than any of the specific steps, just understanding that you're not alone in this and that there's nothing wrong with you for going through this. And that maybe as long as you are safe and not an abusive relationship, um, that maybe that there's a real intelligence to you being drawn to somebody, um, that's not bringing out the best in you. And, and then if, if some of the, the tips help too, you can practice them. And, um, and if, if you can't relate to this, then you probably know somebody in your life that is going through this. And, and this can be just a reminder to have compassion for your friends too. It's, it's super easy when we're on the outside of a situation to, to be like, don't do that. That's not right. You know, or to judge our friend for, for not, you know, making the, the perfect decision. But, um, life is just more complicated than that. It's, we don't really know what it's like until we're in it. And, um, and being able to like hold our friend through a messy process of their own growth and, and help them make that breakthrough. It, it's going to help us too. Um, and chances are, we're all going to hit those moments, um, be it with a self-destructive relationship or a pan of brownies or a destructive relationship with our workaholism, whatever it is, it's, it's cool. Um, it's cool to struggle. And that's, that's exactly what I'm setting up here. And that, um, it's not even cool to struggle. It's helpful to struggle because when we struggle, all we're doing is we're, we're breaking off those bits of us that aren't really us anyways. And and we can always keep in mind that the part of us that is truly us, it's something that can't ever be hurt. It's, it's just our true nature. Um, and, uh, from that place in myself, I, I reach out with love and compassion to each of you and, um, I hope you guys take care of yourself today and I'll look forward to connecting soon. Thanks so much. Hi, this is Gracie with Beautiful Life Self-Care. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I hope you learned something new. If you want to connect more, then visit me at selfcarewithgracie.com. There you can sign up for my weekly newsletter where on Wednesday afternoons, I'll send you more self-care practices more inspiration and more opportunity to connect to a community of people who really care about really good self-care. Also write me if you have any other questions or if you have ideas for future shows. My email address is selfcarewithgracie at gmail.com. Thanks a lot and remember keep putting yourself first and everything else will fall into place.